Welcome to First Fleet 10-4. My name is Elizabeth Wyndham, and I am here with our safety director, Mr. John Cole. Welcome. How you doing, Elias? Doing pretty good, pretty good. Hey, so uh, this time we get to talk about winter driving after I fully embarrassed myself uh, last week. <laughs> In the the great Tennessee blizzard, uh, we had double blizzards, two two in one week. And y'all should know, just before we get started on this winter driving extravaganza, that I am from South Carolina. And so anything over three inches, I know Maine people just go ahead and laugh, I know. But anything over three inches in my world, that's a blizzard. So we had two blizzards in one week. It was quite quite a show here in Tennessee. Absolutely. <laughs> And we're not used to that. No, we do not know what to do. I tell Usually you. Usually we get a dusting for the winter. And yeah. Maybe one or two inches and that's it. Yeah. Maybe a touch of ice in the morning, mm. one, one morning. But yeah. Tell you what, this global warming is going to kick my butt. But, but it gets your attention. <laughs> it does. It absolutely gets your attention. Yes, sir. Well, so I have a few questions for our safety director here and essentially we're going to fix what I did wrong. So it's going to be great fun. The first question I have for you are, what are some keys to getting prepared for winter when you hear that a storm is moving in? Like, what do you do? Because I'll be honest, watching those poor suckers in Virginia get trapped on an interstate for like 19 hours just mm -hmm. was like my worst nightmare. I mean, I have a snow scraper, but what do I need personally? But also, what do we need for our trucks, for our drivers? What should they do to get ready for winter? Well, for, first of all, you, you want to do a really good pre-trip inspection on your vehicle. Um, when when you know that the snow's coming or there's a pretty good chance that it's going to come, right? Um, you need you need to do a really good pre-trip inspection. What you should to, you be looking for specifically? You should be checking your tires, tire pressure, sure they're inflated well. Okay. Um, checking your tread depths. Of course, you're supposed to be doing that every pre-trip inspection. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay. You need to check your fluid levels to make sure, you know, that you've got plenty of oil in your vehicle. You've got plenty of antifreeze. <laughs> oh, um, antifreeze. Yeah, that remember would make that sense. One. Yep. Um, make sure you got plenty of windshield washer fluid because when Why? it snows, you've got, they spread the salt and then the salt oh. spray gets up on your windows and, oh, yeah. and your windshield. And, and if you don't have any enough windshield washer fluid, you'll go through, through it pretty quickly, but... If you've got a full canister on it, you should be okay for for a while. Okay, but um, you know, um, you know, just make sure all that's done. Um, and and I got a few other things I'm going to cover on down in our. Oh, you, you came with, came prepared today. with a list. You know, okay, that, that would be good for drivers to to make sure. But that's what you want to do initially. But the main thing is is you know every driver should be watching the weather forecast, especially this time of year. Right just to see what might be going on in the areas that they're in or they're going to. Sure. Because, yeah, it could be, you know, 50, 40, 50 degrees in Tennessee, but you get up into northern Kentucky or Ohio, yeah, uh, places like that, they could be getting, you know, pretty good snow. Pretty good so snow, you gotta, absolutely. you got to know what's going on, not only where you're at, but where you're going to be. Oh, that makes that makes total sense, yeah. And the the, um, the amounts can change very drastically. I know when I went to bed Sunday night, Saturday, I left home, left South Carolina. It was 80 degrees. I wow. packed up my car and headed here. And then Sunday night, they're like, well, it's going to get pretty cold. And we're expecting, you know, one to two inches. Uh -huh. Yeah, we, we passed that pretty quick. And by mm -hmm. the time I woke up, it was like three or four, I think. And then we got another dump of snow on Thursday. So. Yeah. 
What was that, five inches? Uh, I had about six inches on my deck. Okay. Um, It was was a good bit. When I got home that evening. Right. I came to work that morning, and the roads were dry. Nothing was going on. Yeah. And about... I'd learned Probably from three Sunday hours and, later, there was about three inches on the road already here. Yes. I uh, I remember I called you that morning. We were gonna, yeah. I was going to come in, and, and you were like, no, nah, not in that little bitty car you got. No, no, <laughs> no. No need in taking chances. Right. And, and we'll kind of t- cover some of that, okay. too, in, in what we're going to be talking about. Okay. So let's, let's talk about some best driving practices, mm-hmm. um, because I've driven in snow like in actual falling snow, one time where it was my first time, it was so scary. And it was coming, I mean, it was like on 840, I was the only person on the road, like an idiot. And there was so much snow, I couldn't actually see the road. So I just kind of kept inching over toward that little, vr, the, mm. the rumble, rumble, rumble strip. strip That's yeah. the one. Yeah, that one. I just kept kind of hitting that a little bit, just to kind of make sure I was still on the road. Mm. <laughs> it was well, very scary. Actually, that's the best Time oh, for you to that? have been out there because if nobody else is out there, you don't have to worry about somebody else messing up. Oh, okay. You only have to worry about yourself. <laughs> that's right. It was it was only my folly that was. <laughs> and 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 that's that's a key right there. When when you've got inclement weather, um, snowy or icy roads, yeah, you've got to watch out for the other guy. You know, you gotcha. pretty much know what you're capable of doing, but it's that other person that is maybe not as experienced driving in winter weather. Right. And they don't know what to do. They get scared. And and you see it all the time. They'll they'll get on a bridge and it'll get a little squirrely. And what's the first thing they do? Put on the brakes. Hit the brakes. And that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I have learned that trick. Let it coast. That's what you need to do. And 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 so that other person is the one that'll get you in trouble quicker than anything. Gotcha. And and I, I remember never will forget um had a snow squall up in Virginia, and and I'm I, I don't have any load on. You know, okay. I've, I've got five pallets of empty totes on, and they're stacked, you know, waist high. So there's no weight there at all. Gotcha. So I'm we got six inches of snow on the ground, and I'm really watching what I'm doing. And did you have like the snow chain things no, or snow no. tires? We, or? we never run chain chains when we were in Cleveland. Okay. No. My ideal is if it's bad enough to put chains on, it's bad enough to stop. <laughs> that sounds anyhow, like a good that's plan. That's because I'm a Southern boy. I hear you. And um, right over here, yeah. yeah. And but but I'm going down the road, and this I never will forget. It was a yellow extended nose Peterbilt came by me like I was sitting still. Ooh. And I I know he he had a load on. He's probably grossing close to eighty thousand pounds, but I was light, you know. Yeah. And I wasn't going to drive like that. Sure. And because I didn't have the weight, you know, to help me out in a situation like that. So he came by me and I thought, I'm getting off the road. You know, I found a place to park, went to bed. You know, snow mm-hmm. was coming down hard when I went to bed. And by the next morning, the sun had popped out. You know, they had plowed the roads and salted them and the roads were black and wet. And so I headed on south, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, boy, I did a good thing, you know, by going <laughs> on to bed. And I got down into Tennessee, and there was a spot where the interstate kind of kind of opened up, and there was a big wide median, probably, I don't know, maybe 150 yards wide. Okay, okay, yeah. And lo and behold, there sat that big yellow Peterbilt <laughs> with the extended hood in the middle of that median, marred up, plumb up to the frame rail. Oh. Oh my because goodness. he lost control and 
I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Could have sure. been something he did wrong. Could have been something somebody else did wrong. Yeah. But the bottom line was is he was he in the stuck. median. Yeah. And I drove past him and I went on to the yard. He probably had, they probably charged him a couple thousand dollars to get him out of the median. Golly. Because he was marred up deep because it brained a lot and everything. Sure. So it just goes to show you that sometimes taking a chance and doing things you shouldn't be doing or not watching out for things you should be watching for yeah. could actually cost you a lot of time in the long run. Oh, absolutely. Know? And it could cost you even more than that. Yeah. You know, because of the nature of the business when, when you know, the roads are icy and snowy. Right. Because you don't have as much traction as you are normally used to having. Okay. Sure. When when you don't have enough traction, what what are some? Because I know you said don't touch the brakes or don't immediately hit the brakes. Let you know, let yourself coast and slow down. What are some other better ways to to handle those icy, slippery conditions? Well, you always want to slow down. Sure. Okay. Know, to begin with, so you're not going as fast. So you're going like. 10, 20 under? Uh, I mean, what? Well, you know, it, it, there's they, not really a hard and fast rule. It's just kind of you got to really, feel it. You know, if you're in an area where the speed limit's 70 in, and a lot of it has to do with the condition of the road. Okay, sure. Yeah. And, and if you feel comfortable at 50 miles an hour, then that's what you should be doing. Yeah, if you're in you Tennessee know. and they actually salted beforehand, you're, you know, yeah, yeah. if you're in Georgia or South Carolina or Alabama, no, wouldn't. If you're in Atlanta, I don't and they know that they drive, own a salt truck. <laughs> they, Atlanta can't drive good in the snow. That's I mean, in the rain, so they can't they're going to be good some in problems the in Atlanta. Sunshine. So you might even want to do thirty or forty. Yeah, just depends on what everybody else is doing. Okay. You know, you kind of want to do that just now. If everybody go, else yeah. is doing seventy, and you don't want to be doing that, you do what's comfortable for you. But the key is slow down. You know, to match. You know what's going on as far as the road conditions. Yeah. And, and you just want to, you know, make sure that you're not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize yourself or those that's mm. sharing the road with you. Sure, sure. That makes sense. Um, what about um, what about if, for example, like um, there was that really bad accident last year in Texas and nobody was given enough time to stop? Was there anything that anyone could do to kind of prevent that? Well, Cause they you know. Just, I mean, they would look like they were going really fast, but it also, they hit the ice and— yeah. And, and that's a problem, you know, with black ice, you know, you can be going down the road and, and it just be wet mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, it turns cold quick. Right. And the bridges are always what starts freezing up first. Yeah. So you always want to kind of watch going across the bridge and, and watch the tire spray, you know, off the tires. And, and if oh. you've got good spray, then the road's just wet. So if the people in front of you are throwing up tire, uh, like spray, mm-hmm. they're ah. good. But if you hit a bridge and then there's no tire spray or very little tire spray, uh-huh. and you can just about bet that the bridges, because the bridges will freeze up first, then you can uh-huh. expect that, you know, there's ice, gonna be black ice on the, on the bridge. Yeah. And so then that's your cue to start creating more distance between you and the vehicle in front of you. Ah. Because if they do something wrong, if they get squirrely, if they start sliding, you yeah, know, spinning out or whatever, go sideways, you've got more time to react to that. If you're gotcha. real close to them, then you're not going to have as much time to be able to to compensate for what they do wrong. Sure. 
Oh, okay. So, I didn't know about the spray thing. That's yeah. oh, that's a good little trick there, John. Yeah, Appreciate it. <laughs> Are there any guidelines on when to stop when it's bad weather? Like, I'm, I'm sure you, you can, like, the Southerners around here are like, well, if it's more than, like, two inches on the road, just go ahead and, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's pretty easy because we don't have good, we don't have salt trucks or very many of them. Right. We don't really have many road plows, although Tennessee's gotten a lot better. They, they do um, fairly good. All things considered. Yeah, Tennessee's pretty good, but yeah. like the further south you go, the worse it gets. Right. But like up north, they might not notice mm -hmm. three inches. I mean, really, right. because right. they are they have the equipment to handle it. Uh, you, you know, there's no hard, fast rule. Mm -hmm. you, you just got to be watchful for yourself. Okay. And, and what's going on around you. Um, you know, like in Mississippi, you know, I ran Mississippi, Louisiana a lot, even down into Texas and... In Mississippi, they scatter sand on the bridges. Okay. And that's about all they do. They don't do anything else to the road. <laughs> Sounds about right. And their motto is, the good Lord put it down, he'll take it back up, you know. <laughs> and so and basically all they do. it usually does happen pretty fast, you know. Yeah. Give it two days and the sun will come out and we'll be snow free, yeah. but. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, and, and that's how a lot of the extremely southern states do is they just, they they know that it's going to be bad on the bridges. Yeah, so they just so slap some sand, sand on it. And... down, and they don't even put salt on it. It's just sand. Okay. Gives you a little traction, yeah. you know. But um, but there's no steadfast, hard rule. You just got to play it by ear. All right. Know what you're capable of, and I always watch other people, what they're doing. And and there's times when, when I just say enough's enough, yeah. you know. And, and my good rule of thumb is if I can't average – 35 miles an hour. Yeah. I'm not making any money anyhow. Oh, so why okay. take a chance? You know. Oh, there you go. Go ahead and find a place. And and most times I would be in a situation where I was going to have to take a break anyhow before I could get home. Right. So I would go ahead and find a place to take a break and take yeah. my 10 hour break. And then by the time I get up, the roads are in good shape and I can go on then. Huh. And I'm not doing 30, 40 miles an hour worrying about somebody spinning out in front of me. Right. Absolutely. Because the stress of that alone can oh, yeah. really fatigue you as a driver. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. That's good. To, that's very good to know. So just be wise. You know yourself. You know your limits. You know how fatigued you are already. Mm -hmm. um, what about, I know that there was a lot of talk um, many years ago because LED traffic lights don't put out any heat. Right. And so they weren't actually melting the snow off of them. Right. Is that a problem for like our truck? Like I know there are a lot oh. of headlights that have LEDs now and, or um, like the, the... The headlights aren't as much of a problem because the wind kind of keeps the snow blown off of them. The problem is on the taillights on the trailers. Taillights, okay. Um, because there's no heat there and the snow kind of gets, it kind of gets sucked, sucked back up in, in there. and. Yeah. and and you can go down the road and see in the wintertime, a lot of times you'll see trucks that maybe they haven't stopped in a little while. And and you can't even see their lights on the back of the trailer at all. Oh, wow. You know, and that's not good because when it's snowing, you know, the trailers and the road and all that, you know, and the, you know, the, it's, 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 it all kind of merges into one where almost everything looks the same. Yeah. And those lights are real important because that allows other people to see you. Sure. And if they can see you really good, then they're not going to be following as close to you because they can see you better. Right. So that helps them stay safe and it keeps you from being involved in a, in a DOT reportable. If something happens, you have to slow down. Someone rear ends you. And you, you're not going to get rear ended. So, good rule of thumb is anytime you stop, you know, throw your gloves on, walk back there and, 
and, you know, clean those back lights off. That's what I did with my gloves. I just okay. cleaned them off with my glove and just knocking the snow off, and it comes off pretty quickly. And, um, and then some kinda, people carry like snow brushes for that, or you can, like a little, okay. yeah, yeah. Hmm. But a lot of times it's kind of hard to get a snow brush in there. That's why I just did it with my glove, okay. You know, just yeah. wipe it off. Now it depends on the type of trailer and how it's configured back there. Some of it'd be real easy to just take a snow brush and wipe them off, you know, but but you gotta you gotta watch that because okay. you know, in the wintertime, those yeah. lights don't put off any heat at all, okay. And I, I get it, LEDs they last forever, but. Yeah, this is a yeah. one of the problems with them. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Who knew being more efficient and putting off less heat was going to be a problem? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, what about in the truck or in the car? Like, what are things that I can carry or our drivers need to be sure yeah. they have with them to handle uh, winter weather? I know um, we have First Fleet jackets when they're getting their uniforms, but like what— what else do you recommend? I, I always carried um, extra clothes in case you got wet. Oh, okay. You don't want to get wet, you know, right. for whatever reason, and then be in the cold. So, you know, that's when hypothermia takes its course, and you don't want that. So, so I would carry extra clothes with me all the time. Okay, and, sure. And I would carry, you know, extra blanket or two or. Or whatever. Of course, I used a sleeping bag, but I always had a blanket there just in case I wanted to throw that blanket over the sleeping bag for a little extra added warmth. Sure. And um, I always carried some some high energy food, you know, you know that's got a few protein bars or know, something like that. Protein bars and stuff like yeah. that. I carried extra drinks. I carried with me. I had a cooler, so I'd carry food, you know, to make sandwiches out of and stuff. And I'd carry bread, um, and. Um, you know, just stuff in case I got stuck somewhere, you know, yeah. extra water, you know, so I'm not going to get t- terribly hungry. Now, I could probably go a little little while <laughs> without eating, but but still, you know, you want to be prepared. We all could go a little while without eating, but yes. But, but yeah, that's that's what I would carry with me, just, just to be on the safe side. Okay. And um, flashlight, make sure you got some extra batteries. Oh, right. Um, I, I would throw a... And, and I'd buy it myself, you know, didn't bother me none. Kitty litter, you get the cheap kitty litter for nearly nothing. Oh, yeah. Throw a couple bags in there because there was times when I would be delivering and I would be on level ground and couldn't get the truck to moving because the tires would kind of melt the snow, the hard packed snow a little bit. Oh, make right. Where it's like in a little dip. Uh-huh. And then you go out and start to leave and it just spins. So you could throw a little kitty litter in there and you get enough traction to get you out of a mess so you don't have to sit there for an hour waiting on a tow truck gotcha okay so that's 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 a little extra something that i would do (laughs) so uh, does kitty litter work better than sand i know you said that some they would throw sand on bridges because they had a dump truck Uh, Uh, okay so that's just easy yeah and it's just easy i don't know about getting a dump truck of kitty litter yeah and and the the sand you could buy bags of sand yeah but it's pretty heavy you oh, know, so and, the weight and, ratio. Yeah, the okay. Weight, you know, and plus if if you open it, next thing you know, you're gonna have sand all over Ugh. the bottom of your sleeper floor Everywhere. underneath, you know. But yeah. I wouldn't want that. The kitty litter, you know, it's a little lighter, you know. Cleans up and, easier. And plus if you open it, you can seal it up enough to where it won't be spilling out every time you turn gotcha. around. If oh, you used any of it. That makes total sense. You know, okay. But there would be times, you know, I, I wouldn't have to use it at all and I'd carry it with me all winter and then you know, wind up taking it out and laying it in the garage for next winter, you know. There you go. Yeah. So are there any other, any final tips you have for me? Like 
either me when I'm driving in the winter in like some rough conditions or for our drivers as they're driving and, and things are getting a little rough out there, what should we do? I, I would always suggest that, that, you know, it's a high stress time. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There's mm-hmm. a lot that you need to be paying attention to. Uh, you might be the best driver in inclement weather that there ever was on this earth, but those 15 other people around you don't know what they're doing. So I would suggest that you turn the phone off, you know, don't even, or do like Daniel Piper says, throw it in the glove box or back in the sleeper where you're not even tempted and stay off the phone, you know, so you're concentrating on what's going on around you at a hundred percent because even with a hands-free device, you're not a hundred percent. Right. You'll 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 get into involved in that conversation on the phone, so you might miss a few things, and that one or two things you might miss might make the difference between you going home that night or somebody sure. else going home. Yeah. You know. Hey, I've even noticed my music will do that to mm-hmm. me. There are times because um, I drive back and forth between South Carolina and Tennessee a good bit. And I'm always going through Atlanta. And that I-75 corridor just like on the northern side of Atlanta is terrifying some days. And so I just – there have been a couple times where I've been so just nervous for all the crazy suicidal people out there driving around that I just have to turn off my music. Nothing can distract me mm-hmm. because and, – and then, and then you add three, four inches of snow on top I of that. It, to it really gets that. crazy out there. Right. Absolutely. You know? And, uh, so that's, 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 that's what I think is just put the phone away and that way you could concentrate on your most important task at hand. And that is safe driving. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I always say, please remember safety is a full-time job. Please don't make it a part-time practice. There you go. And if we keep that in the back of our mind, then that helps us to drive safer and, and helps us, you know, be a better vehicle to be out on the road sure. when dealing with other people that are out there too. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And okay. hey, if anyone is out there listening and you have um, some really great little driving tips like the watch for spray on bridges, I I want all these driving tips. I need all the help I can get. So this little Southern girl needs some help. So call in to our podcast and leave us a voicemail. The number is 615 615- Two five seven nine nine zero five, and we will play your question on the air. Or if you want, if you if you're one of those drivers that has a dash cam and has some crazy winter driving stories, or even a winter driving um, video that you got, send it to us. Um, we'd love to see podcast at firstfleetinc.com. You can email it to podcast at firstfleetinc.com. I'd be interested to see it. You know, absolutely. See all the crazy people on the roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. This has been very great. Uh, so I hope everyone has a great day. And as always, stay safe. Stay safe.